Hey everyone, welcome back to Make Others Successful, a podcast where we do our best to make you successful in your workplace and in turn cascade that down to make others successful. Today we're talking about the champions model and quick overview of what the champions model is. If you're looking for a way to roll out new technology, new ideas, get movement behind a, a new concept at your organization, you could consider the champions model and build a team around the idea that, hey, new things are great. Let's validate them and let's see if they have legs and go from there. So we're gonna dig a little bit into this model and talk about some of the benefits, who might be cut out for the champions model and who it's not great for and all the in-betweens. So please enjoy the conversation with Mike Bodell, Matt Dressel, and myself. Matt, so remember the last time we talked, one of the things, we actually brought up a topic in that podcast. I don't think you mean we, I think you mean you. Maybe I brought it up, that could be. It was a trap, because I wanted to talk about it this time, and that is the champion's model. Yep. So now that I've trapped you, um, let's start talking about that a little bit. The first thing that I want to address, though, is when we were discussing this topic a few minutes ago, you said, I really don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so let's start yeah. by having you tell us why you don't want to talk about the champion's model. So as an organization, Bulb has been involved in a number of organizations' development of a champion model um, and trying to enable them to build a champion's model that's effective for their organization. But we don't have like a team of people who are doing that. I know other organizations, they have you know, several people who are laser focused on communication and on transformation specifically around a champion's model or something very similar. And because we don't have that, I feel a little bit, you know, imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call oh, it, sure. about, hey, we, you know, I don't, we don't have people that are doing that. It's not that we're not familiar with it, but, you know, I don't necessarily feel like the expert. Okay. Well, that's fair. But the reality is we do use it. We right? do. Um, and we use it with our clients. Let's talk about next, what is it? What is the champion's model? Yeah. So we, we call it champion's model. A lot of that comes from Microsoft's branding around it. Microsoft calls, you know, when you talk about Office 365 implementation and all of that stuff, they talk about a champion's model and developing a champion's model. There's other organizations who have different names for the same kind of thing. The champion's model is really an approach to how to involve business users with technology transformation within your organization, right? There's a lot of different ways to approach that type of transformation. This one uh, espouses the concept of bringing a group of people who are already interested and may have some knowledge into, you know, you might call it a focus group, you might call it a, a community, you might call it, you know, there's lots of different names for it, but it's saying you're a little bit special and we're gonna work with you to help figure out how to apply these technologies to the organization as a whole. Okay, so you mentioned like a special group of people mm -hmm. um, and it also sounds like we're talking about organizational change, focused on technology. Yeah. Like what is special about having a focused group of people be part of or participate in that, in leading that change? Let's say somebody is trying to bring in a new technology for an organization's CRM system. When you're doing that, you might try to get a group of beta testers or a group of you know, people who are knowledgeable about how the business uses a CRM system to try to pilot and stuff. But that's for one small piece of technology, right? The champions model really says, take that a similar type approach, but apply it broadly across all the technology that you have in your organization, right? Instead of having 
these are my beta testers for the CRM, these are my champions, and they know CRM, maybe that's their primary thing, but they also use, you know, maybe the an ERP system, or they might use, uh, you know, some of the other sales tools within the organization, right? Um, and it, it's all on the table. This isn't just a conversation about one particular thing. So when we talk about a small group of people, it's really meant to say, hey, this group of people are really good uh, at understanding a lot of different areas in our business, and they can really speak to the broader user base as it relates to technology, a number of different technologies. Sure, so rather than focused on a particular function in the business, you're looking at like, what does the business do as a whole, and how can these people help me integrate like mm -hmm. this new process or this new tool, right, in, in there, in what they do on a daily basis. So what are some things that it is not good for? Yeah, so it's interesting when you start first start up having a champions model, a lot of times you'll go ask for people to join um, and you'll get a couple different types of people. One challenge is when you start to get people who are like, I want to, I just want to be up on the latest technology, right? That's not the point of the tech champions model. Yes, a champions model is going to give users in that group uh, a head start in understanding technology that might be rolled out to the rest of the business, but it's not about just teaching these people about all that new technology. It's really supposed to be a two-way street, right? If you have somebody who's super tech savvy and really wants to be on the leading edge, they may not be the best person to be in a champion's bottle because if they, unless they have knowledge about how the business works and want to contribute that knowledge um, back into the champions group, it's not a good fit, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody's trying to start up a champion's model to help training and understanding about all these things, it's probably not the rest, but the best thing to do. That would be one example. Um, another thing that a lot of people look at it for is they look at the champions model. If I just have a champions model, it'll fix all of my adoption problems. Yes, the champions model will help with adoption, but it's not the only thing you need to be doing, right? Um, saying I'm going to start a champions model and it's going to fix all of my maybe governance or adoption or it's only one piece of the overall strategy. And I would say it sounds to me like it's more human focused, right? It's on how do the people interact with the tool, use the tool, the framework in, in the business. It's really, so its focus is really about opening an, a dialogue between the people who are in charge and manage some of the IT components with actual business users, users in a broad sense, right? So this is where, you know, IT might say, hey, we're about to roll out some governance to make some changes in how emails are accessed on devices that aren't part of, uh, you know, owned by uh, the company or the organization, right? Okay, let's get some feedback, right? Like that, the intent here is to say, hey, wait a minute, I have a bunch of contractors that don't have company owned devices. How's this going to impact them, right? And you can have that conversation well before you've decided a, a rollout plan and when it should happen and all of these things, right? Sure. Um, and they can give you some basic feedback, right? That's just one example of, of the way you can use that. In that model, it's you know more of IT looking for help. The other model is people in Champions start to say, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with this, this, this requirement, right? We had this change in our business and I don't know what to do to fix it. And then it's the technologists that come in and say, hey, here's some different things you can do to try to alleviate that with the technology we have, or here's another piece of technology that might, we might need to invest in, right? That we didn't even know we needed. So we talked a little bit about like what it's not good for, maybe some of the people involved, but how do you pick champions? Like how do you know that someone would be, 
you know, either qualified or be a good champion in your business. So let's start, let's start with this. Let's start by talking about the size of a champions uh, team, right? You know, if you have a 500 person organization, you don't want a hundred people in your, in your champions group. It's just too many, right? Um, you really want a mix of people. You want enough people to cover all the functional areas and you want enough people. Um, so, so first of all, you know, if you have five people all from the same, same functional area already, you don't want another person. Um, in addition, you want someone who's already passionate about technology, right? So if you have somebody who's, you know, knows everything about the business, but is like, I don't want to learn a new thing. I don't want to under, like, I can't handle this. You know, I'm, I'm going to get upset when somebody says they might change something on me. That's not the right person for, for, for this type of group. The other thing I'll say is that relying on managers and leaders to select people that they think would be a good fit is probably a good choice as well. You can also have managers and, and people in more leadership roles be part of the group. But oftentimes, which, who you really want is someone who is doing this on a daily basis, um, who can also come in and provide that perspective. Speak to the day-to-day. -day. Yeah, yep. speak to what they're really having a problem with right now. Okay. So let's say I don't know how to run a champion's model, never heard of it. What are the alternatives? What, have, what, are, what other things do people do or do organizations do to bring change to either technology or to their organization? Yeah, so a lot of organizations have um, a spectrum of things that they can do. Champions model is uh, is a function for enabling change within our organization. It's really about the feedback loop. There's a lot of other approaches, like I mentioned before, about a specific technology, rolling out a specific technology or a specific initiative within an organization. A champions model, if it's done properly, is really way more broad, right? It really is a collaboration across your organization. Everything else that I've ever seen has been really focused on a particular um, technology initiative, you know, whatever you're trying to do as an organization. You know, it might be a, a group focused on a particular business goal that you have for the year, right? The champions model is kind of outside of all of that. It's really truly about what's going on on a regular basis with between technology and the business activities that are going on within the organization. One other thing that we didn't, that I didn't mention before that I think is also interesting is that when you, when somebody decides that they're going to be a member of the champions model or a champions group, the other thing they're signing up for is to be named as a champion, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's part of the adoption piece that, you know, we probably didn't talk about too much, but part of the idea is that they're someone who can be looked to within their organization as a resource to provide that conduit. And it's also one of the reasons why we want that group to be small, because the intent is to force multiply, if you will, this, these people into saying, when somebody in your organization is having a question about this new announcement that just happened, you don't have to come to IT, you know, you could, mm -hmm. but go to your champion and say, hey, what do you know about this, right? And they could provide insight into maybe some, hit, some behind the scenes things, right? How do we come to this decision? How does it impact my organization? How does it impact my group? And how, you know, how does it, how does it work, right? right? You want to be having these people be okay with being a resource. It's not like they're supposed to answer all the questions and have everything known, yeah. everything, but they're supposed to help in that way. So let's go there a little bit more um, because I think you're right. I think their willingness to help, right, and be the champion is, yeah. is part of it. But when you're choosing them, I think, and I've, we've talked about this analogy in the past, you're also choosing 
people or individuals that you consider to be maybe influencers in your organization. Mm -hmm. be, like It's kind of like, hey, I want what the cool kids have, right? And so then it helps bring the rest of the organization along. Um, and so those are the types of people that you'd be looking for. Not only people who are willing to give of themselves to help and answer questions, but also people who others look up to and admire and, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a benefit to have someone that the rest of the organization looks to already and tries to follow and emulate what they do. That for sure is someone you'd want to want to consider including in the group, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So what are some of the, I guess, pitfalls or challenges that we might run into when trying to run through a champion's model? Um, so I, I, there's a lot of them. I'll, I'll talk about one first, and there's, there's several other things I think we should talk about. The first one is doing a champion's model because Microsoft says that it's the way to do it. You know, if you're doing it because Microsoft has said, you know, this is what you need to do in order to have good adoption in, in, in their technology, that's a problem, right? If you're not, you don't believe in it, because the truth of the matter is it costs money to do this. Having a champion's model is not cheap. It's not free. You know, you've got the time for the meetings that you're going to be doing. You know, you put a cadence on it. A lot of, you know, if there's a lot going on, it might be twice a month, right? If there's not a lot going on, it might be once a month, right? So what you're, what you're saying is it's not enough to pick five people and, and hope, say, oh, yeah, and hope. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's the meetings, there's training. Like these people should be getting early training, often training about what's going on and what's, you know, it's all time and it takes money to develop the training, especially if you're doing new procedures or processes, right? Like there's a ton of work that goes into this. And so just doing it haphazardly because either somebody said to do it or because, you know, maybe you're starting a project with, with someone and they're saying, this is the way to go about it. Unless you're, you believe in it and you're going to actually listen to the people who are coming to the table and, uh, IT is actually going to going to be involved and support these people. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't go about doing it. it's a waste of time, right? right? So so if your organization is one where you've got Office 365 and it's very IT top down, everything's locked down, IT's in control of everything, it might be a challenge, right? Because that so it's it's flexibility and open dialogue between IT and the champions may so not be that's there. That's very interesting. So in my opinion, that is the type of organization where the champion model can benefit the most if you do it. The question yeah. is whether or not you're the the central IT department, IT group, and the business users have enough rapport to actually build a team that does that, right? Yep. Has that conversation. If they can, that's where you're going to see business users have real conversations about this piece of what you're doing is a struggle for me. It's a real like it is costing the business money, time, effort, and IT going. Oh, let me see if I can find a solution to that problem, sure. and that's where the value comes in. Um, that's where a lot of the value comes in with the champions model is having that conversation. And in that model where you're locking everything down, you're going to get a lot of value because you're going to have better communication. It'll be a better delivery to those people. They'll be happier with what they're getting because they feel included in, the, in that discussion. What about in the scenario where IT is weak and like we moved to Office 365, but I really don't have IT and yeah. nothing's locked down? Yeah, so... In that model, it's a, it's a little bit of a challenge, honestly, because the challenge you have is that without having someone who can engage from the IT perspective, you're not gonna see a lot of change, right? Now, maybe the champion team can come up with their own rules and guidelines and kind of self-regulate, but it's definitely a challenge because trying to enforce those things and say, hey, this is how we're gonna use this technology, 
is a difficult thing without someone in IT to be able to say, hey, this is the approach we're going to take. And, it, and honestly, it takes both sides, right? You need a strong, you know, the other, the other way is true. Let's say I have a strong IT department, but everybody in the business just says we suck and I don't like what you do. And like, I just want to do my own thing and doesn't want to engage. That's the same kind of problem, right? right. You, IT can try to their blue in their face to say, hey, I want to help with this and I want to make it better. But if they're not receptive to learning a new technology, changing some of the ways they're doing things, like it's not going to, it's not going to change. Sure. Sure. So what happens to the champions when something's done? Like yeah. what do they do? What's their next So thing? we've been, you know, you, you mentioned Office 65. Um, we've talked about a lot of different things. So a lot of people look at the champions model um, and say, Hey, I'm going to stand up this champions model. And the goal of it is to drive adoption of Office 65. If that's why you're start back to what your previous question back. If that's why you're starting it, Probably not a good idea, right? Uh, it's maybe an okay place to start if you're in a big Office 365 um, implementation or, or stage in your organization's life. It really needs to be about all technology and it really needs to be about how we use technology within an organization. And in that context, technology's use in an organization should be changing all the time. There's new things all the time. There's new releases all the time of different yep. things not just Office 365, right? Let's say you're using Salesforce, right? Salesforce is coming out with new stuff all the time, right? This should be the same forum to say, hey, we've got this new thing going on with you know, any enterprise level IT thing. Now, the big reason people talk about Office 365 in particular, and that's where a lot of the focus is, is because that's a piece of technology that is ubiquitous, right? It's email. Everybody uses the same email and it's always the same email, right? And that's the type of technology that you should be talking it in this forum. It doesn't mean it's the only technology, but if you're talking about a particular change for a particular piece of software that only affects you know, the shipping team at my organization, right? You can bring it up in the champions group, but it's not really gonna be a focus of it, right? Sure. But if there's any other enterprise-wide you know, uh, technology, right? We're rolling out new windows or new office uh, clients. We're rolling out new VPN. We're changing how password management's done. We're changing how our expense reporting's done, right? Like the technology's changing. Not necessarily, you know, if it's a if it's a process thing that maybe this isn't the best place, but we're rolling out a whole new payroll system, right? This is the forum to do that in. What you're really saying, what I'm hearing is the champions model or using the champions model really is something that should be looked at as a higher level tech strategic approach to change at the organization. So if you have teams champions, for example, for that adoption of teams initially, right? The reality is teams is changing every day. Microsoft is constantly rolling out changes. So those champions need to remain engaged at mm -hmm. some level, right? And understand what's coming and whether or not it's applicable to, you know, their scenarios and what their organization is doing and things like that. 100%. I would also say that it is should be something that is changing the organ that group is changing over time as well right mm -hmm. Let, let's say you're heavy into a new team's migration right you probably do want some different people to come into the sure. champions group during that period of time and once it's all done and you're just kind of doing maintenance maybe that that list of people changes to right. something else that people are that it's more focused on you know the next thing you're doing sure. right so yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely the the concept of a core group of people who are the, like the the main people, but then you know as those things are ebbing and flowing, bring out other people that would be useful. 
But sure. when we do it, we like to talk about it not just about an intranet, not just about Teams, not just about Outlook, not just about right. Office 365, but what's going on in your organization tech, about technology and let's talk about that. Let's figure out what's what's not going well and what is going well. Right, and ha have the champions sit in a room and raise their hand if they think they have a solution to a problem or You're have correct. an issue that they need solved, right? Correct. So we talked quite a bit about IT and their function uh, in, in all this. Can we talk a little bit deeper about the roles specifically that IT would play in a champion's model process? Yeah, sure. So um, we talked a lot about how to choose people for the champion's model from the business perspective, right. but let's talk about choosing people from an IT perspective, right. which I think is also interesting, right? Um, so what, what I recommend is actually, number one, having somebody from communications involved, right? Which would be maybe a little bit unusual. People might not think of that. Why, commu um, why communications? So assuming your organization actually has a communications department, um, you want somebody there who can help translate between IT and the uh, the champions or the business, you also want someone can, who can help to eliminate or manage the messaging that's going on. And the reason for that is like, when we talk about actually choosing somebody from IT, if at all possible, you wanna choose someone who knows the technology really, really well, but also has a heart for the business users, right? So, so bringing in somebody- so you're, not, you're not saying something like IT people are hard to communicate with, are you? I don't think IT people are hard to communicate with, but I know that there's a lot of business users that have a difficult time understanding. Um, and it's because as IT people, we have a focus on the technology and the technical details. And the, you know, oftentimes the business really cares about the end result and what it means for me. So that's part of the problem. The other problem is there's one piece of it, which is I need to know the technology really well, but there's another piece of it as I also understand why it's important for the business, right? So let's say that I'm someone who really understands compliance, right? And understands the technologies that we use for managing our compliance with regulatory things that we have, right? So I can talk to them, well, I'm blue in the face about all of the reasons why we, you know, delete something after a certain period of time or have a retention period of a certain period of time or whatever that might be. You also want somebody who can say, this is the regulatory requirement that we have. This is why we have that regulatory requirement because X, Y, and Z customer or X contract or you know whatever that is, that's important to this customer of ours, right? Let's say that you're trying to follow an ISO standard or you know something of that nature, right? And you can explain that other piece of it to the business users to say, this is we're doing this so we can better adhere to this requirement, right? And so when you're picking somebody from IT, you want to have not only that technical piece, but like I said, you want communications, you want somebody from maybe uh, if you're going through a project that's really heavily being governed by a compliance requirement, maybe a compliance officer that's going to come in and, and talk about things, right? You want to have this in the context of why you're doing it. This isn't, you, you never want to go to, into a champions meeting or a champion a communication where you say, we're decommissioning certain servers, right? Why, right? Mm -hmm. Because... You know, the answer might be because SSL 1.0 is, is no longer going to be supported, right? Why does that matter to me? What is SSL 1.0? Like, as an end user, how do I know any of what that means to me, right? So you want somebody who can come in and say, hey, this is the deal. This stuff is, we're not going to be able to run things because the, the world as a whole is migrating away from this technology that is, has security concerns, right? Like, 
it's just not going to be supported by major companies and organizations. And if we want to keep our certification in, you know, X, Y, or Z, we have to do this, right? Or, hey, maintenance on this is going to be skyrocket after this period of time, right? You don't want to just be communicating, this is the technical mumbo jumbo, jumbo if you will, sure. for why we're doing it. And so it's got to happen. So right? we, need, we need the RIT people to be focused on the technology, its capabilities, uh, any risks associated with it that might impact our business, yep. right? Uh, if we're shifting from on-prem to the cloud, mm-hmm. right, that's a whole another ball that's of wax, right? Ball wax, right? Here we are sitting behind brick walls versus it's in the cloud now yeah. and the type of data that you have, like they need to be up to speed and aware of any issues related to that type of stuff so that they can inform that discussion. Yep. Right. And you also want, like for you, great you bring up a really interesting one, which is the move from uh, on-prem to cloud. There's gonna be people on both sides of that, right? Like you, from the champions group, you might have a group of people that are like, I've been waiting for this forever. When can we have it? I don't care about how you're doing it. Let's make it happen. And then you may have another group of people who are like, whoa, 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 I'm really concerned. What does this mean? How does this work? And you want someone, not only from an IT perspective, but also from a business perspective who can talk about, as a business, we've decided to make this shift because, right? right. Um, and ideally, you don't want that dis- that that decision just to be it's cheaper or it's you know uh, got some cool fancy technology, right? You want to have a conversation about how it impacts the user, and that's that really needs to be the focus of what how the IT group communicates with the champions team, which is why I said when we started a communications person, right? Sure. Uh, someone who can help translate that and present yep. it well. Yep. Very good. I think that does it for this conversation, Matt. Thanks for all of the enlightening wisdom that you shared with us about the champions model. I think uh, for those out there who are listening, who are considering something like this for their organization and as a way to impact change, I think we would just encourage you to try it. Look out there on the internet. There's all kinds of definitions for what a champions model is. Uh, Microsoft, as you mentioned, provides a lot of documentation and kind of a little bit of like how-to guidance uh, if you wanted to do that type of thing. And there are other organizations out there like us that use the champions model with our clients every day. So yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't already subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting app. So you'll always be up to date on the most recent episodes. This podcast is hosted by the team members of bulb digital. Special thanks to Eric Veneman for our music tracks. If you have any questions for us, head to makeothersuccessful.com and you can get in touch with us there. You'll also find a lot of insightful blogs and videos to help you modernize your workplace. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.